Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Kickoff, brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and scarf model, Brendan Tuma. It's the Friday morning edition of The Kickoff, guys, meaning it is time to talk about four players I'm higher on than our expert consensus rankings and four players I am lower on. But before we get into it, guys, you can win free season tickets to your favorite NFL team next year. All you have to do is go to TickPick. That's it. Each package is worth $3,000. TickPick has teamed up with Zip, the buy now, pay later service provider. They're giving away five huge season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season. You guys know this. Every month they're going to do a drawing. They do it at the end of the month. So you got about, what, 10 days here, nine days, whatever it is. I lost count to get in here and do your entry into the drawing. Again, one lucky winner for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team every month. Again, each package valued at $3,000. It's just a tickpick.com slash pros. T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash pros. All right, before we talk about some Dan Harris rankings, let us run through the big news items from yesterday. Dallas Goddard was activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. He makes an outstanding start now, this week, and probably going forward, generally speaking, with Zach Ertz now in Arizona. Samaj Piran was activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. This doesn't really have much of a fantasy impact, but still good to know. Ian Rappaport reports that Baker Mayfield is going to require surgery on his torn labrum after the season. Honestly, guys, I'll be surprised if he lasts that long. I mean, I don't really know if this has much of a fantasy impact, but in super flex leagues, I would certainly be concerned if I rostered Mayfield. Meanwhile, Broncos wideout Jerry Judy is expected to return in week eight against the Washington football team. It's going to be great to see him back on the field, and that probably will only help Cortland Sutton. All right, let's talk about a few players who remain sidelined in practice. Antonio Brown sat out with his ankle injury. Saquon Barkley sat out with his ankle injury. Kadarius Toney sat out with his ankle injury. Kenny Galladay was out with a knee. Latavius Murray with an ankle. Tyreek Hill with his quad. Trey Lance with his knee. T.Y. Hilton with his quad. Damian Williams, who has still not been yet activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. Rob Gronkowski with his ribs. And Alex Collins with his groin injury. I'm very concerned about Collins. And again, that's a Monday night game. So we have to be careful there. I'm starting to get a little concerned about Antonio Brown just because the ankle injury came out of nowhere. We didn't even know about it. And he's obviously had some extra time. So it's a little concerning that he's not yet practicing here. I don't expect Latavius Murray to be able to go. I don't expect Trey Lance to go, but that's really irrelevant. T.Y. Hilton is reportedly 50-50 for the game. So you can't rely on him. And that's a Sunday night game. And I don't expect Rob Gronkowski to be able to suit up. So in fact, of all those guys I named, the guy who I really just feel comfortable is going to play is Tyreek Hill, who battled the quad injury last week. Everybody else has major question marks. But in better news, some players who return to practice include Terry McLaurin with his hamstring, Antonio Gibson with his shin, TJ Hawkinson with his knee, Julio Jones with his hamstring, and Allen Robinson with his ankle. Of these, I expect all of them to play except Julio Jones. He was limited. I really don't think he's going to be able to give it a go. If he does, fantastic. But given the fact that he re-injured his hamstring, this seems like a spot where the Titans will opt to play it safe. A couple other injury notes. Evan Ingram was added to the Giants injury report. He didn't practice Thursday. That's a little strange, uh, but it doesn't really matter because you're not relying on him. And Sterling Shepard was suddenly limited on Thursday with a hamstring injury. I know this is a fantasy podcast, but I would like to advise you to take the Panthers laying three and then to check out the betting pros podcast that we did today with Ian McMillan. All right, let's talk about four players I'm higher on than our consensus and four I am lower on. Higher on includes Chuba Hubbard, who I have at RB8 compared to RB12 for our expert consensus. I am fearful to tell you just how much I have invested 
in Chupa Hubbard in week seven. If you go over to youtube.com slash betting pros, you're going to see a video on my favorite player prop bets for the week. One of them involves Hubbard. If you've subscribed to the Betting Pros podcast I just mentioned, you're going to hear me talk about one of my favorite bets this weekend, which involves the Panthers and the Giants, which I just talked about. And I discuss Hubbard in there. If you were in my home league, you saw me trade Cortland Sutton for Hubbard this week. Everyone relax, okay? I have the deepest wide receiver core in the history of mankind. I have zero running backs. I'm in a must-win game. Just calm down, all right? Anyway, here's the bottom line. Matt Rule says that they're going to run the ball more, and I believe him. The Giants are 27th in defensive rushing DVOA. They are in disarray, particularly offensively, as we mentioned. So it's unlikely to be a positive game script for them. Panthers can play conservatively, and instead of risking things with Sam Darnold, they can just pound the rock. It's a great setup for Hubbard, who I'm starting as a strong RB1 in every format that you can invest in them. Another guy I'm higher on is Miles Sanders, who I have ranked at RB17 compared to RB21 for consensus. The fact that Miles Sanders is ranked 21st at running back this week really tells you all you need to know, right? The fact that I have him at 17 really tells you all you need to know. Look, this has to be the game for Sanders. Everything sets up for it. They are at a point where their fans literally cheer when the Eagles attempt to run the ball. I've never seen that before. They're 2-4. and four. Nick Sirianni is getting lambasted as a coach. Jalen Hurts is not playing well. Miles Sanders looked good against the Bucks. The coach and the offensive coordinator have come out and said, you know what? We need to run the ball more. You're playing against the Raiders, who are better against the pass than the run and allow a ton of total yards on average to running backs. Call this a gut feel, if you want. Call it just a terrible week for running backs, so I'm forced into this position. But Miles Sanders goes off this week. Now you ask, but Dan, how can you say that? You have him ranked 17th. I work in probabilities. Guys, if you've heard me or Yates discuss projections and how they work, then you know that gut feel is pretty much, at best, kind of a tiebreaker. I have Sanders projected to have his best game in weeks, but I can't project him for 100 yards and a touchdown because that just goes against every single thing that we have seen so far this year. But I do think that he's going to have a huge week. I I really do. I don't know where consensus is going to end up, but he should be within the top 20 this week pretty easily for sure. Another guy I'm higher on is Robert Woods, who I have ranked at wide receiver 11 compared to wide receiver 16 for consensus. Uh, If I went with the optimal version of what I think is going to happen this weekend, then Matthew Stafford would probably be the QB1. It's just screaming everything. A revenge game narrative against the Lions and their terrible pass defense. Now, Woods has been disappointing without question. The breakout that we thought was happening after week five against Seattle just did not materialize last week against the Giants. And admittedly, we have the potential for that same type of game here, right? I mean, the Rams are heavily favored. They may not need to pass much. And the Lions actually allowed the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. But on his worst day, right, we know that Woods is guaranteed, what, five, six targets at absolute minimum. We know he plays in an explosive offense. We know the upside is always there for a huge day. So like, all right, we we can start the Bucks receivers over him. But is any of them safer than Robert Woods? I mean, it's close, but for me, give me the receiver in a game with a higher point total where the quarterback is motivated to put up points. And for me, that's Woods. Another guy I'm higher on is Corey Davis, who I have ranked at wide receiver 24 compared to wide receiver 28 for consensus. I know, I know you don't want to start Corey Davis this week, and frankly, neither do I, but you can still be wide receiver 24 in week seven of the 2021 NFL season and have me not really want to start you if I can avoid it. So Corey Davis, five targets, two catches, eight yards against the Pats back in week two, right? 
and we're in New England and suddenly we think this is going to be different. Well, I mean, that game was classic Belichick, right? Davis had totaled 97 yards and two scores in week one. The Jets didn't have a running game or an offensive line or a legitimate second option at receiver. So what did we think Belichick was going to do? They're going to take away the Jets' best and only option. But he really can't do that anymore because Michael Carter has been much better and Jameson Crowder is healthy. Every receiver is healthy. And the team has now had to buy the Jets to come up with a game plan. Oh, these don't sound like real things to you? We're in a world where Corey Davis is such an enormous option for the Jets that Bill Belichick has to plan to take him out of the game. Seriously. So yeah, Jameson Crowder actually matters here. And okay, he saw five targets in that game, did Davis. But in his other games, he's seen seven, 10, seven, and seven targets. Patriots are middle of the road in both defensive DVOA and fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. But yeah, people are ranking Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson above him. That's not crazy, but that also underscores how it's equally not crazy to have Davis at 24. All right, let's talk about a few guys I'm lower on than consensus. Uh, it starts with Joe Burrow. I have Joe Burrow at QB 12. Consensus has him at QB 9. Burrow's been great all year with at least two touchdown passes in every single game. But I'm just not in love with this spot for him in Baltimore. I mean, yeah, Baltimore is middle of the road as a pass defense by pretty much any metric that you want to use. They don't totally shut down quarterbacks. Carson Wentz just threw for 402 yards. I get that. But at home for a third straight game in a divisional contest after they just made Justin Herbert look silly with only 195 passing yards, this just not seem to me like a huge spot for Burrow. And the problem is there are a lot of other quarterbacks who usually fall behind Burrow who are just in slightly better spots. Ryan Tannehill takes on the Chiefs with an over-under of 57 and a half points. Matt Ryan's playing better under Arthur Smith and takes on an exhausted and injured Miami secondary that has allowed 730 passing yards in its last two games. Derek Carr just threw for 341 yards in Denver and is in a game that is projected to be relatively high scoring with a point total of 49 and a half. I don't hate Joe Burrow. I'm not really fading him. I just don't think that this is the week he goes off. Another guy I am lower on is DK Metcalf, who I have ranked as wide receiver 16 compared to wide receiver 13 for the consensus. Obviously, I'm still starting Metcalf and fantasy, but I'm just not all that excited about it for two reasons. The first is, of course, Geno Smith, who simply lowers the bar for all pass catchers in the Seattle offense. But the second is the matchup with the Saints and most likely shadow coverage from Marcus Lattimore. Lattimore has been banged up this year, but he is one of the premier cornerbacks in the game. Now, unlike some other elite corners, like let's say Jalen Ramsey, Lattimore does not travel to the slot like ever. Four games, 10 snaps out of the slot, but really neither does Metcalf, just 22% of the time out of the slot for him. Lattimore has been targeted 28 times. He's allowed just a 42.9% catch rate this year. Longest reception, 18 yards. It's DK Metcalf. There's no matchup strong enough for you to consider benching him. But for example, I prefer Robert Woods, who I talked about earlier. Another guy I'm fading slightly is Chase Edmonds, who I've ranked at running back 19 compared to running back 15 for the consensus. This isn't really rocket science, right? I mean, he's barely been involved the last two weeks. He continues to be limited in practice with his shoulder injury. And the Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites over Houston. So we they probably won't really need their pass catching back, right? Or they won't want to risk him when he's clearly not completely over his injury. Well, I like Edmonds long term. There's going to be a time and a place for him, but I'll play Miles Sanders over him this week, possibly Devontae Booker, assuming that Saquon Barkley is out, as I expect. In this matchup, the upside just is not there. 
And again, to be clear, he's RB19. He's a clear start. I'm just fading him compared to consensus. Finally, I'm a little lower on T. Higgins, who I have ranked at wide receiver 26 compared to wide receiver 21. This just goes along with me fading the Bengals a little bit, I, I suppose. I mean, Higgins has 32 and 44 receiving yards in his two games back from injury. Baltimore allows the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a hard-fought defensive battle than people think. I love Higgins as a player. He's still a starter going forward for your fantasy team. But we know Jamar Chase is going to get the ball, and we know Joe Mixon is going to get the ball, and that is all we know. So I'm going to take a Jacoby Myers against the Jets or Corey Davis, who I talked about earlier over Higgins, just because I view them as a little safer, where safety, really, is probably going to win you your week. And that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget to go to TickPick.com slash pros, where TickPick and Zip have teamed up to give away five season ticket NFL packages for the 2022 season. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash pros. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again on Monday morning.